what's up y'all how y'all doing out there um welcome to the desk of the asia thank y'all so much for joining me with such a short notice i just sent out the notification or whatever regarding this so i really thank y'all for tapping in with me tonight um Death of the Asia is a podcast that is for the people, driven by the people. Um, all the content that you see on here is based on people sending me in questions anonymously, and I address those questions. I give my perspective. Now, there are times where I throw in something that I want to talk about. For instance, this particular guy here that I had up on the screen. Let's see. This guy. I don't know his name, but he is he is serving the people. He is serving the people looks. Um, so this particular guy, he happens to be part of the Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. Anybody that knows me knows that I really don't get into fraternities and everything. I'm really not down with the divine nine and the black bullet because I feel like those things were established by W. E. The boy in order for him to plot against Marcus Garvey. But that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother conversation. And it's quite interesting that there are Africans running around talking about their Greek, but whatever. Do whatever that suits you. And I know it's good for networking. A lot of people get different jobs and everything if it's on their resume. So whatever. Do you, boo-boo. And apparently that's what this man here just did. Uh, So he's graduated and he decided he want to sashay across the stage with him some kitten pumps on. Y'all can't even see the shoes, but the shoes ain't even giving life. The outfit is giving life, but the shoes ain't doing nothing for me. He should have left them at home under the bed. It seemed like he got them from a dip. But that's another story, too. Um, anyway, so the man is obviously gay and he decides that he want to wear his salmon. This look like salmon, coral, whatever. His salmon coral colored tuxedo and his little pumps that he got from a deal. He decided that he wanted to wear those on the day of his graduation and also, you know, wear the flag represented to his representing his fraternity. They do anything for clout. I understand that everybody wants representation, but I think it's a time and a place for all things. And I do feel like that it, it does have to be some type of order. It has to be some type of structure. Every situation is not a situation where you um, should have the right to express yourself however you want to express yourself. Like this man, he done stepped out. I don't know what type of line dance or two-step or whatever they be doing over there at the Alpha Phi Alphas. I don't know what he's going to do. He cannot jump up and down or do anything in his tight-ass suit. So I don't know how he going to even celebrate. At, at the graduation, because usually you see the people in the fraternity, they be out there, you know, doing their little line dances or whatever they be having going on. Drum majors and shit be out there with them, but they be out there doing their thing. I don't see how he gonna do the nail kick in that tight ass suit, but that just is what it is. But anyway, I feel like this is the thing. I know that man did not go into the first fraternity being flamboyant like this. So what was the purpose of him coming to the graduation wearing the flag being flamboyant like that? I don't understand what statement he was trying to make. Um, I, like I said, I'm all about representation or whatever the case may be, but he just went a little bit too far. And he's giving me very much like yeast infection. 
in his tight ass suit that he got on. So I'm gonna really need him to get it together. I really don't appreciate the fact that he stepped out there like that, trying to represent the the boys. And it's real interesting that he's a alpha dressing like a beta, but that's neither here nor there as well. Uh, I'm not saying betas are. I am saying it, y'all. No. Look fucked up, little bitch assness, little bitch assness. But um, that's real interesting that that man did that. But it did tie into some of the questions that I received from the desk of the Asia, because um, somebody sent in a question, and they said, "Do you think, with all of the sexual things we see on social media and TV, that it influences the way you pick your partner or how your partner views you?" This man is clearly um, exploiting his sexuality. Um, and then the second part of that question was, do you think heterosexuals are being forced to accept the LGBTQ lifestyle because of all the media outlets and even cartoons seem to force it on our children? Oh, I've had this conversation so many different times and I just have to address it because it was sent to me to address. So it is what it is. I will get my piece, my two cents on what I think about these questions, and especially as it relates to this man in this coral, um, this coral uh, tuxedo that he got going on. So the first part of the question was, do you think with all the sexuality, he, it says, do you think with all the sexual things we see on social media and TV that it influences the way you pick your partner or how your partner views you? Mm. Oh, Yolanda said, I missed the beginning of this. It, I'm going to save it. You could go back and um, play the beginning of it. But um, basically, I was I had put a picture up of the man that was part of the Alpha Phi Alpha who was graduating. And he had on a lady suit in some shoes that it looked like he got from his grandma from under my dear bed. But... That's the only thing I was talking about in the beginning. So, which it related to the question that I received on the desk of the Asia, which made me tie it all in together. But the first part of the question that I'm going to go ahead and address was, do you think with all the sexual things we see on social media and TV that it influences the way you pick your partner or how your partner views you? I actually think that those things do have some bearing on what people consider beautiful, what people consider attractive. I don't think that so much the sexual part has anything to do with it. But I do feel like the way that they, you know, give us, put certain images in front of us and lead us to believe that it's, it's, it's certain uh, facial features, body types, and things like that, that is actually beautiful. I think that contributes to how we actually pick our partners. Uh, we we can't uh, deny that, you know, for a very long time, like even if you look at hip hop for a very long time, and it's still pretty much like that, they're starting to open up and, you know, give um, other girls shine. But a very long time in hip hop, you had a thing where it was always the light-skinned chick was the chosen one. 
you know, and like now they're starting to highlight the beauty of darker skinned women and everything. And when people saw that so much, you had women walking around who were lighter skinned, feeling like they're more beautiful than beautiful than other women because of the images that we were sold. So I do feel like all of those things play a part in your in you picking your actual partner. Because it's like TV is trying to tell us what the standards are. So it, I feel like it definitely has something to do with that. Yolanda said, all right, now nah, it's not a force. It's not a force others to accept anything. I feel like it makes individuals of the community more comfortable with their personal expression. It's more about self-love than others' perception. That's true. That's, that's really true. Those are... Those are my sentiments regarding the second part of this question in a nutshell. Y'all, hold on. I do not like, I put on some lip gloss. I don't like how I be caking up on me. Too cute to have that white around my lips. <laughs> but anyway, I do feel like people need to understand that the game that is being played in a a lot of times it's hard to avoid it. Like we have to keep in mind that we deal with our subconscious all the time. A lot of what we do is really based on our subconscious, believe it or not. Um, most of what we do is based on our subconscious. So even though you, you might feel like you're not being affected by the things that you're seeing on TV and it's not doing anything to your psyche as far as, um, changing the way that you look at things uh you'll be you're you're highly mistaken if you feel like it has no bearing on the way that you actually view view yourself and also the world around you so you better you got to be very careful with the things that you actually entertain um i would like for it to be a world where people can kind of step back from there and you know make up their own mind but even then I don't feel like a lot of people want to be ostracized or anything, or if they pick a mate that they feel like society doesn't need to be beautiful or worthy or anything like that. I feel like a lot of people don't want to deal with the, the pressure that comes with it or whatever ridicule they may experience. Just for instance, you have a lot of men who have for a long time, they have been interested in bigger women, but bigger women isn't the beauty standard. Now we have this little BBW wave or whatever, which I think is just a fetish. It's not, it's just people playing to be perfectly honest with you. But we understand even though there's been, we, we get love now, big women, we're getting love now, but we have to keep in mind that the standard of beauty is a smaller woman. And so there's been, times where men would be interested in a bigger woman but would feel embarrassed from for actually making her his woman because of what society says the beauty standards are or what he should have and then a lot of times if the man ends up with a bigger woman it's a bigger woman that is somewhat of a um what's the word you call it when it's rare is it an anomaly? Anomaly. Let me. What's the word that you use for when something is rare? 
Well, it's rare. You know, it'd probably be like the big girl that got the big hips and she ain't got no stomach. Like, that's rare. You know, it, it's, it's just these baby bop type built women or whatever the case may be. Or you got to be like real, real pretty like myself, you know, and everything has to be proportionate and everything like mine for people to be like happy to have you on their arms. So we have to keep in mind that that has something to do with the images that we have been sold and what we've seen on TV. And um, there are men that are just like that. They 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 might dig you for real. Um, and a lot of times they'll just mess with you after dark. Cause they don't want to be seen with you. It is not because they don't like you. It's just that they don't want to deal with the ridicule. They don't want to deal with, you know, their, their the boys probably cracking jokes on wow, you got a big girl, so, 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 that type of thing. And so with me being a person that is very self-aware and I'm aware of myself and everything that is around me, I understand it. You know, so I don't play myself when it comes to dealing with people. And that's the reason why I don't even get into this whole big BBW little wave or phase they got going on, fetishizing it or, or whatever. I don't really get into that because a lot of that stuff is not genuine. I don't want nobody to even approach me and like me because of how I just because of how I'm I'm built. And it's, it's me that genuinely love you. There are men from the beginning of the time genuinely love big women. And th th those are the, the men, the type of men that I deal with. That's just what it is. So I don't have to deal with any of that. But even with that being said, we cannot deny the fact that the general population believes that the beauty of standard is a smaller, the, uh, the standard of beauty rather is a smaller person. So yeah, I do feel like TV has some type of influence on how you pick your partner or how your partner views you. Now, this second part. That was the word. I, girl, I, I, this reason why I have smart friends. Thank you, Yolanda. She say a non-no. A, a uh, how I say it, though. I knew the word anonymously. Anonymously. Am I saying it right? Anonymously. Child, you know when a country girl try to pronounce some shit, but I knew what I was talking about. I just don't know how to say it. But anyway, Yolanda also said, agreed, that person's actions or their preference have nothing to do with anyone other than themselves. If you see something more accepted, it's because these people are learning something. They are just growing and learning. If you don't, the media isn't asserting it on you. Anna Moly. Anna. Anonymoly. Anonymoly. Girl, I can't do that. <laughs> Thank you, though. <laughs> Girl, I'm over here trying to tell somebody something slow as hell. You hear me? Can't hardly talk. I be knowing the definition of the word hell, but I, I got y'all down here to help me out. But anyway, so the second part of the question was, do you think heterosexuals are being forced to accept the LGBTQ lifestyle? Because of all the media outlets and even cartoons seems to force it on our children. In short, no. 
Um, so y'all remember, y'all probably don't remember, but it was, we read about it. We went, we, we didn't live through all of that, but there was a time where white people were uncomfortable with black people being in their prisons, eating at the same restaurants that they ate at, uh, using the same restroom and facilities that they use, drinking out of the same water fountain, being on TV. They weren't comfortable with that. And we didn't necessarily fight in order for us to be accepted as black people. It was like, I'm somebody, I just want to be able to exist in this world in peace. That's all. You don't, you don't have to accept me. You don't have to like me. But your feelings towards me as a human, I have these human rights in order to be able to exist in this world peacefully and have the same the same privileges and access that you have. It should be like that. No human should be taking anything, just natural human rights away from another human. So when we fought to be a part of all of these things, it wasn't necessarily we're trying to be accepted. We don't want to even, but you can't, you cannot come in and you put me in a box and you tell me, hey, this is the restroom that you got to go to. No, bitch, I could go to any restroom that I want to. Now, if it's one over here that I decide that I don't want to go to, I need to make that decision whether or not I want to go into this restroom that you're going in, but it's not for you to be telling me, especially we're the same gender that, oh, because I'm black, I can't go into this restroom type of thing. You know, so I think that's the issue. And I think that's like one of the issues. And I know a lot of people kind of get triggered when you use the plight of black people in America or throughout the diaspora with the plight of the LGBTQ community. But the only way that I could kind of make it make sense to let you realize is that these people are not asking you to accept them. They want you to leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> that's all it is. It's like want the same the same opportunities and the same uh, privileges that you have. And it's like the only reason why these things are being taken from them is because of their, their sexuality. So what it is, is now we're at a time where you, the world is opening up and being uh, more open-minded about things. And these people, you might feel like because you have a tunnel vision and you looking for it, you might feel like it's a whole lot of LGBTQ representation on TV, but it's really not as much as you think it is. You know what I'm saying? These people still have a long way to go. And so only thing they're doing is looking for representation. And in the interim, people are threatened by that. So you're like, oh, my God, these people trying to exist amongst us and you feel threatened about that. That that doesn't that's not their fault. That's yours. That's something that you have to deal with in yourself the same way when it came to us. Just like, hey, bitch, I want to be a ballerina, too. I want to play baseball, too. I want to do all of these. I want to ride on the front of the bus, too. And it's just for me to just simply say I want to be on the front of the bus. You feel threatened by it. That's the same thing with the LGBTQ thing. It's These people are just saying, hey, I want to be able to be on TV too. These people are not trying to, there's, there, there is an agenda 
there isn't an agenda in order to turn your kids a certain way. And that's the reason why I, I label this is homosexuality contagion. If it was possible for a child to watch the TV and they turn gay, then it should be possible for a gay child to watch the TV and they turn straight. Homosexuality has been around since the beginning of the time. So why is it, do you think that a gay person is actually out here, like just signing up, choosing to be gay, especially, a, especially gay black men? They get it the hardest. You are, you, you like who, who is going to, in their right mind, sign up to be on the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the totem pole? You're black first, you're gay, then you're a man. So you know how black men are targeted the most. Who who will sign up for that? See how they get treated and killed and things like that. Well, a lot of people don't even understand, like with pride, how that even came about. Like it's not them trying to flunt. It's like they were victorious. Like there was, I forget where it was at, but it was like this big old shooting and everything that happened where a lot of people end up dying, you know, and then pride was established out of that. So that's a celebration of that. And a lot of people will feel like something like pride is I'm trying to throw it in your face. How in the hell is somebody trying to throw their sexuality in your face if they had a gay parade? Only way you see it if you took your ass down there. Change the channel. My thing is, is this. When I was growing up, there wasn't like parental advisory in all of these different ways in order for you to control what kids see on TV. I remember, I don't know what channel it was. It was like channel 74 when you get like way up in the channels and this was just on regular TV. You didn't even have to have cable. And if you had HBO or Cinemax, they had actual porn on there. And then it was like channels. If you go too far up in the channels on the TV, it'll get to the point where like you could see porn on regular TV, but it'll be fuzzy or whatever, but you could still make out what was going on. You had parents that was, and your uncles and your cousins, your older um, kinfolk, they'll have different Playboy magazines, little, little booty talk DVDs or whatever laying around and you get a hold to it or whatever. So I feel like kids were exposed to a whole lot more things than they are actually exposed to now. Like the same way there are things where They'll kind of like do little things to try to help little white kids not to be prejudiced or whatever. I feel like there are certain things that they show on TV to try and keep other kids from looking at the kids who are different a type of way and start bullying them. I think that's that's what it has something to do with it, because it ain't no way in the hell that somebody is watching TV. And they have absolutely no interest in something. Then all of a sudden it's like they like it. Let me tell you something. Give a kid some broccoli that don't like broccoli. I don't give a fuck how you cut that broccoli up, how you shape it, what type of cartoon you try to make them watch with a broccoli talking to make them sing, act, make them uh, make believe that the broccoli is their friend and shit. You could go get them a broccoli doll. You can, you can do everything you want to do with the damn broccoli. 
And if you put some broccoli on their plate, they still ain't going to eat it because they don't like no damn broccoli. So it don't matter what cartoon you make with the broccoli talking because they do kids like that. Oh, I'm going to make the, the broccoli friendly and make you eat your vegetables. Yeah, that's cute for watching TV. But bitch, if you put this broccoli on my plate, I'm still not going to eat it. I'm going to act a fool. I might slam this shit across the wall and you're going to be cleaning up trying to force feed me some broccoli because I said I don't like damn broccoli. And a lot of times in order for you to get the kid to eat it, you have to mask it and put it in the food some type of way. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't no way in the hell. And then... um. And even when you when when I say that, like as, actually masking it and putting it in the food, some people might be of the belief that there are things that are masked in the cartoons that the kids are able to pick up on. Please stop it. Let me tell you something. Kids are smart. But they can't pick up, though. It's a lot of grown people that can't pick up certain things like. Kids don't understand sexuality the way grown people understand sexuality, right? That's why you have a lot of people who who are gay that, and especially like trans people, they might have felt the way and they felt different, but they didn't know the language. They didn't know how to describe it. They didn't know what it was. It's just like even when we were little and we liked the little boy or whatever in the kindergarten, we really don't know what that is. You know, it's not like we was five years old talking about, you know, we want to um, bust it wide open because we don't know nothing about that. Only thing we know, we got a little crush and we want to bring share our candy with them. We don't, we don't understand sexuality. So I feel like. Kids are more and have been exposed to more heterosexual things that they shouldn't have been exposed to. You have different, more heterosexual acts of affection that's on TV that 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 is over sexualizing adults, to be honest. But ain't nobody trying to shield the kids from that. But all of a sudden. And I'm going to tell you something. Y'all don't give a fuck about these kids. I'm really sick and tired of people using the kids as an excuse in order for them to um, for in order for them to um, discriminate against other people. Every time they want to discriminate, they start trying to hit your soft spot and start talking about kids. Y'all don't give a fuck about these kids. Half of y'all ain't even planning to have these kids. The kids all out of wedlock. You got five kids and five different baby daddies. Um, you you didn't plan for them financially, mentally, or spiritually. Every time it's time to go back to school, you at the backpack line, you know, getting free backpacks and shit. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of. You don't want nobody to say it take a village, but you don't want nobody to tell you or your kids nothing. But yet you want the world to conform around you and your child. You want everybody to go and hide it because you've decided that you wanted to have a kid and bring it into the world as it is today. Quit having them if you're worried about it. You can't have no kid and then tell people that's already been here before your kid got here that the world needs to revolve around you, your ideologies, and your children. You knew the world was fucked up before you pushed them out and before you went and nutted in somebody. You knew what the, you knew what the world was. So just don't have them if that's the case. 
because one thing about it, straight, straight, straight parents have gay kids. So people be in the household and they be in heterosexual relationships and they have kids and they kids be gay. They see a heterosexual acts of affection all day. The best example that you could ever get is going to be the example that you get into your household. That's the things that really stick with kids. And you have gay kids with straight parents. You know what I'm saying? So they, they've seen all this heterosexual acts of affection and they ain't turned straight. So your straight child is not about to sit here and turn gay because they seen something on TV. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Excuse me. That I feel like is uh, is doing too much. And I don't want nobody to get mad at me about this, but if you do, that's fine. You can't whoop me. Um, that trans stuff, because I don't fully understand it myself, because that's just your own identity thing that you got going on. I feel like there is, I'm not saying people who are transsexual or transgender rather are confused, but there is a level of confusion that comes with being transgender from this, this aspect. When you were born, this, this gender was subscribed to you. If you were born with the genitals of what we say a boy is, then people are going to dress you in blue, give you little GI Joes and Tonka trucks and stuff to play with. And you might walk around expressing yourself in the world as what a boy is supposed to express themselves in because how you were how you were born, you know, your, your genitals when you were born, right? So you're a kid and you you were like, I I like what they're saying that boys are not supposed to do this or boys not supposed to like this, but I like the Barbies that my sister got. I like wearing a dress that my sister, I want to wear the dress that my sister got on. And then the world telling you that that's not what you're supposed to be doing. It adds a level of confusion where you know in your mind what you want to do, but you're confused because it's like, how do I even go about freely expressing this because what the world is saying? So now you will probably think that maybe it is something wrong with me, you know, that I feel different than everybody who says that. Who, who walks around the world as a boy and I'm supposed to be a boy too, but I really feel like a girl in the inside. So a level of confusion come with that, right? So I feel like when it comes to that, that's something that we don't need to be pushing on. We don't need to, I wouldn't say push on kids, but we don't need to have a lot of that. What is that gender neutral? What's the, what's the stuff they got going on? Like the gender neutral stuff where they have a cartoon that, once was a dressing dressing boys up like girls or girls up like boys or whatever the case may be. That's just going a little bit too far. I feel like that's that's too far. That right there really is. But just showing this plan affection or whatever. If a kid don't like it or if a kid thinks something wrong with it, please believe. The same way kids see heterosexual people kissing and they be like, ugh, gross. The same way if they seen two gay people, they're going to say the same damn thing. That's gross. They gonna they, they kids.
Yolanda said, right, I'm queer myself and the struggle, fear and the trauma is not something one wants to do. Absolutely not. Nobody wants to go through that and at all. So nobody is going to sign up just out the blue and be like, hey, I want to be gay today. No, <laughs> not when you see who like, honestly. Who would want to be black? Like, why why would you want to be black? I love being black because I'm black, but why would a group of people who were not born black look at how black people are treated in America and throughout the diaspora just be like, you know what, I want to be black. Like, really want to be black versus, you know, just want to take away from our culture because they like certain things or whatever. But as far as just I, it's not no white person that's going to walk around and tell you, you, oh, my God, I wish I was black. Unless you got some type of mental illness like Rachel Dozal or whatever her name was. Yolanda said, honestly, kids are attraction understanding way more than adults. I think when adults who have been enforced the narrative of hate and shame, they grew up to continue to use that hate as a weapon. And yes, use innocent kids as the bullet. Yes, you better preach. And that's what I'm saying. Like kids, the thing is, you're not going to make a kid like something that they don't like. Adults are more impressionable when it comes to things like that than kids, if you ask me. If that's the case, Kanye West can sell them ugly ass shoes. If that's the case, they want to use celebrities in order to introduce a product that they know you like the celebrity. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth. Them ugly ass shoes Kanye West got. I saw them shoes, the shoes that got the holes in it. It looked like a shark. They the ugliest things ever, right? And I was watching a show and I saw Rashida in them shoes. And Rashida looked good in them shoes. Then I started saying, I was like, damn. Now I'm knowing I thought that these shoes was the ugly. I was mad at Kanye. I wanted to knock all this shit over when I saw them shoes. But as I kept, I was like, you know what? Let me see how much these cost. And I was just like, God damn, this is how much they cost? Never mind. I was really finna go buy me some of them shoes afterwards. That's just how impressionable adults are. Kids are more, we, kids are very stern when it comes to what they want and what they don't want. What we do is we beat that out of them. And it's not always physically. We might put them on punishment or whatever the case may be or force things on them or whatever. Kids know exactly what they want and what they don't want. They're going to tell you. The only time we listen to kids is when they little bitty babies and they can't talk and they cry. We try to figure out everything to try to satisfy them. When they get a certain age and they're able to talk, we start telling them, no, you're going to do everything my way. But they already have their little minds made up. They are just little miniature humans. But they come in with they set ideas already. My little nephew, he got his own, he what three years old. He got his own little personality. Like, I don't bother the dude because he don't want to be bothered. I don't bother him because he I don't even want to deal with your little attitude. But ain't nobody teach him that. That's just how he is. He just don't want to fool with you. Yolanda said, my boys are good and straight and I love women. 
see what I'm saying? You're queer and you have heterosexual children the same way like hetero. I'm pretty sure your parents were heterosexual, you know, and they had you and you happen to be queer. So Yolanda also said, I have had so many trans discussions from microgenetic and chromosomal perspective. We can talk about that later. I got you, boo. Yeah, it's a lot with that. It's a when it comes down to the trans aspect of the LGBTQ community, I would go on record and say I don't understand. And I would actually like to have a real in-depth conversation with someone who is transgender. I've been around them. Um, I actually worked with a lot of them uh, back in Memphis. It was a lot of them that worked up there where I used to work at. And um, they actually had a different back. They had a bathroom where it was um, unisex. Anybody can go into it. And then they had the men and women. And then some of the girls were transitioning into men. They were trans men. And they'll still use the restroom with us. And then the trans girls uh, still use the restroom with the cisgender men. And then they had the one in just in case nobody was really comfortable with it. They did have the one that all of them can go in. So I work with a lot of trans people, but I just really that never understood it because that's more so of an identity thing. I feel like you're you can't you can't um, your identity and how you identify yourself has absolutely nothing to do with your sexuality. Like people don't even understand that you could be trans and still be heterosexual. Like and, and a, a person would try to argue that just because you're trans doesn't mean that you're gay. You have a lot of examples like look at Dennis Rodman or whatever. He dressed like a girl and stuff like that. But he's from, from my knowledge, he's not gay, you know, but he was somebody that I would consider like a transgender because he's presenting himself to the world like the gender that he wasn't assigned at, at birth. Yeah, gender fluidity. Yeah, that's the thing. I just I feel like with that, I feel like kids should that's something that is confusing because I remember one time we were at the mall and we seen this we seen this uh man and well it was a it was a trans woman and she looked like still looked like a man. And so my nephew was like, ain't he, what's that? He knew it was something was different. You know, I can't tell somebody how to express themselves. Like somebody walking around in the mall, they got a right to walk around in the mall however they choose they want to walk around in the mall or whatever, as long as they got clothes on and following whatever the guidelines that the mall say, you know, like they gonna, they're not going to serve you unless you have on shoes and uh, a shirt or something like that. As long as they following along with those guidelines, they're free to walk around the mall and express themselves how they want to. But I feel like media outlets do have a responsibility to not, you know, display that level of confusion. And again, I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that the trans person is actually confused, but it's confusing for people who's looking at it and then for the kids that that is a lot 
I think that that right there is kind of like where I draw the line. And that's only if it's like in cartoons and things that are geared towards children. Adults should be able to have their pictures and everything where they see representation of themselves on TV. Like you had shows like Pose and all that difference. Like that, that's okay. They're not, they're not on TV. And you got to keep in mind too. And I say this about music as well. Certain shows and certain music is not for children consumption. These people are not making these shows or these movies and these uh, th these uh, music videos and things for your children. That those that show is not for children's consumption. Certain music is not for children's consumption. So if you don't want your child exposed to that, then you just have to be do a better job as a. Um, parent was safeguarding that, that, that type of stuff. But adults should be able to have their lane. Like I'm one of those adults that feel like I should have spaces where I'm able to be an adult. I need to be able to live. I don't even have no kids. So I'm not going to do a whole lot of trying to cater to your children that you decide to flat back and push out. I'm going to respect them or whatever. But I feel like I should be able to watch TV and see adult content as well. A child should be able to watch TV and see uh, child-appropriate content. And it just goes with monitoring your children. So I'm not saying that representation shouldn't be on TV. But I feel like it shouldn't be part of, and this as far as the trans thing, it shouldn't be part of what is catered to kids. I don't like that you have rappers like um it was one of meg the stallion videos she had that crybaby video and she was in a dollhouse or something a toy show. like why are you grown bouncing your ass on this flow you know what i'm saying toy story thing going on and this is something why are you fucking with the kids territory you got um it started it's it be giving me very much pedophilia tease because like why what why are what when you are thinking about being sexy why is it something kitty and childish is coming across your mind where you crossing over into the kids territory you being disrespectful you crossing into their lane leave that shit alone what happened to the grown people doing videos in the rain and shit driving down the street reaching out trying to catch the air with one hand whatever happened to that whatever happened to the rappers you know, standing in front of box Chevys or whatever, drinking on forties, and in, in in front of a basketball um uh, a basketball court or whatever. Whatever happened to that? Why you got all these kitty things in your video? You shouldn't have these kitty things in the video. There should be a space for the adults, and there should be a, a space for children. And I do feel like because there are children that are different, there are children that are you know, they are, they are gay. There are kids that are trans, that they, they are transgender or whatever. And I do feel like they should be able to see people on TV who uh, they feel like they are represented by. I don't think it's anything wrong with that, but I feel like all of those things have to be done in good taste. I will put it that way. Yolanda said, if there was a choice in seeing the trauma now, man, nobody wants to make that selection to be a target. We all always want the easy way out. Exactly. 
Yolanda say it's a type of associative adaption therapy. It's not healthy. You know who you are and what you want, and your environment tries to change you aggressively based on your own wants. Like it's it's a scary world. My parents were polyamorous but straight. They gave me acceptance of non-monogamy but not sexuality, and I still date all identities. That's very interesting. I don't know if you're that that actually because we talk about polyamory a lot, and I actually just had a show about polyamory not too long ago, and I consider myself a polyamorous person actually, and. I, I feel like the way people identify is totally different. I feel like the way that people, you know, who are who are not part of that particular lifestyle, they don't really understand it. It's like they don't realize that a lot of times a polyamorous people are some of the most reserved people ever because everybody that we encounter is not us. It's not about sex. And, and and a lot of people try to make it seem like it's about sex, but a lot of times polyamorous people are some of the are, are people who eat, be having the least sex. Because we not we not we don't look at people a lot of times just as a piece of meat. It's more it's more things that we look to get from a person. And I don't feel and I'm just gonna speak for myself because I know everybody experienced this different, but I just don't feel like of all the people in the world that this one person could be everything that you need. And I feel like that you are here in order to learn different things, open up different things about yourself, learn in-depth things about you. And it's a journey and different levels that you go through in life. And you meet people for a reason. And this one person can't be everything. And I feel like if you don't allow yourself to have attachments to other people, then you stunt your growth. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be sexual at all. Like when it comes to the way I express myself in that lifestyle, I might have this one particular person that I'm intimate with. And then other people are for other reasons. Because if I have this person that I'm intimate with, then that part of what I need is satisfied. And then it might be some type of emotional part that the person that I'm sexual with, it's, a, it's an emotional enough attachment for me to lay down with them. But it might not be something that I'm just really getting from them that I could probably get from somebody else. And so I might entertain that person as well. And it's nothing, nothing sexual about it. And I feel like that conversation is just have to be had on another day because we'll have to get into possessiveness and how people actually look at love because people view love as a sense of ownership and possession. So poly, being polyamorous or whatever, even though it's talked about a lot, it's still pretty much taboo. Yolanda said, I do feel there's a child-friendly way to provide a child with acceptance and representation. But again, child-appropriate content can honestly vary from home to home and from show to show. I think they should make the decision in their own home and the rest ain't none of my business. There you go. There it is. I do feel like parents need to uh, take more of an initiative in their children's life. And, and create an environment that is healthy for them to be able to even discuss things that they are unfamiliar with just in, um, and not shy away from questions. If, 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 if you get a child and they start asking you something about sex, 
they ready for their conversation. Talk to them. Tell them. If you with a child and the child asks you something about, hey, what is that? Because they see a, a, a what society subscribed this person is as a boy when they at birth, but you you with a child and the child see that this person is wearing things that they say that a girl is supposed to wear and they could tell the difference that this doesn't look like a girl right now because they probably be like in the midst of their transition still, you know, taking their hormones or everything and some of them just don't get there. Some of them still be looking like a boy, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, I feel like you should be honest with them and talk to them about it. Because if you don't, somebody will. If you try to shy away from it, then you run across the case where the the people at the school or the streets is going to teach them. So I feel like you definitely should have a conversation with the kids once they start asking you about it. I pride my parents. I, I pride um, myself on, you know, just being open and honest. And I really do appreciate my parents for being open and honest with me or nobody lying to me talking about the baby came from some birds or nothing like that. Well, nobody lying to me about we ain't get told the truth about Santa Claus, but we ain't get told a lie about Santa Claus either. It wasn't like they were just like, oh, we're going to get you some gifts. They didn't say they was going to get some gifts, but Santa is going to bring you some gifts. And that was just about it. It wasn't this whole long drawn out. I ain't never believe in no damn Santa Claus. I didn't believe in that shit when I was little. Like, we ain't even got no chimney in the cartoon saying Santa Claus supposed to be coming down the chim- chimney or whatever. So my parents couldn't even tell that lie. So they just Merry Christmas on our ass. We ain't get no drawn out long line story about Santa Claus. And I had good sense when I was little. I'm like, now I seen y'all leave the house this late and then came back we woke up it was some gifts and we ain't even got no chimney so just the simple fact that we ain't have no chimney i couldn't believe in santa claus it wasn't no way for me to believe in santa claus you gotta have a kid i really feel like if you don't have a chimney then this is no offense but if you are offended it's too bad you can't whoop me anyway but if you have a kid and you don't have a chimney and you tell your kid that Santa Claus is going to come down the chimney and bring them a gift and your kid believe it. I really do think that you probably need to go get that kid tested. There may be a developmental problem. I'm just saying, I'm being nice here. Go get the kid tested if they believe it. Um, Yolanda Springfield said, bruh, sexual impulses starts from birth. Answer the questions and have a filter, but don't shy away from the truth. Exactly. Exactly. Have you ever seen like a... I use it like little boys. They be managed. They be... And, and people really think it's cute and I don't find it cute. Like they be like, oh, this is my little boyfriend or whatever. You have a homegirl. She got a boy, a little boy. He'll he be about two, three years old, feeling on, on you or whatever the case may be. He managed. Ain't nobody had to did nothing to their child, seen anything. He's a little mental to him and everything, like the eggs, like the eggs that we, we release and everything once we, once we, um, 
but you know reach puberty and whatever as a uh, as a woman we already born with all of that it just has to develop fully you have them little boys they be managed or whatever the case may be or you will have them little girls ain't nobody got to do nothing to them but they pulling their shirt all up and all this old kinds of stuff like girl what is you doing or you ain't told this little girl nothing, but she fast tail running up behind some little boy or whatever. And you ain't, ain't nobody told her to like boys. Matter of fact, another example, when kids are a certain age, we tell them not to like no damn body, right? You tell your little girl, you better not like no little boy. They can't like no little boy. The little boys can't even like girls at a young, when they so young, when they be about three or four years old, everybody is told you can't like nobody but they still like somebody. So everybody is suppressed when they are a certain age, whether they are uh, displaying certain type of characteristics that make you feel like they may be, you know, queer or whatever the case may be, or if they're displaying things that make you feel like because they, they might be gay. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I want people to quit trying to put a blinder on. You can see kids before they know anything and you could watch a kid and you could tell, oh, that little boy going to be gay when he grow up. Ain't nobody did nothing to the kid. We, When we was little, baby, you didn't see, if you saw something, some type of sex act, it was more so what I was describing earlier. Like you will see those things that was on TV, the little porn channels or whatever. But if you watching I Love Lucy or something, them people didn't even sleep in the bed together. So you ain't seen none of that stuff like that. But you still like somebody. We was told we wasn't supposed to, uh, we weren't supposed to be liking nobody. Yolanda say, yep, yeah, my boys did that. And honestly, so did I. I was labeled fast at two. I wasn't fast. I had sexual pleasure impulse. I explored and I was punished. I was doing what my brain told me to do. It was just what it is. And that is what happens. You find kids, you ain't got to show them nothing. You be saying you don't want to leave your kids around adults. No, if they at a young age where they still trying to explore their bodies and they don't know what is what, you don't want to leave them around other kids. Don't you know cases where people will be like one of their relatives or something, body did something to them? A lot of times it be a kid left around a kid and things end up happening to them. Because these kids are exploring themselves. And this one kid might get touched in a way where they weren't ready to ex really explore that. They're not understanding it fully. But they kind of get an idea that this one's supposed to happen. Because it is something that they understand about it. The same way that when you start kissing in front of a child where they could be able to say, ooh, it's something that they already understood about it without you having to say anything. So I want people to quit being under the impression that you can you can't you can't teach somebody sexuality. And this is the thing that I don't understand about heterosexuals. And this is what I always ask. And they deflect all the time. 
Who forced you to be straight? Who told you to be straight? At what point did you know that you like the opposite sex? You about two or three years old knowing that you a, a boy and you like a girl or you a girl and you like a boy. So, no, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I've been on here longer than what I thought. But, um, no, um, I don't think that uh, the LGBTQ lifestyle is being forced on heterosexuals. I feel like heterosexuals is trying to force their lifestyle on the LGBT community and they're fighting against it. And they're like, no, I am going to exist in this world. And I do feel like um, kids shouldn't be exposed to certain things a certain type of way. But I don't feel like what is being seen on TV is anything that is turning anybody gay or not. And then I would want somebody to jump down in the comments to tell me, like, what what's wrong with it if they are gay? Like, what is it to you that they're gay? Well, like, is that's not that's not harming you. Like, y'all don't care about the kids. Y'all don't care about everybody around you until it's you trying to control something. Like the only thing you worrying about is think about it. All this stuff that goes on in the world. And the only thing the mass majority of adults is worrying about is kids sexuality. Why? Their sexuality is going to be their sexuality. All the stuff that is going on in the world that is negatively impacting the kids and the only thing you're worried about, oh, they show the image of two men kissing. Excuse me. I tell you what. I come from old school values What I feel like you're supposed to be married before you have kids. So what if I told you I feel like that you shouldn't even be having kids or even kissing if you did up and have a kid outside of wedlock, then you shouldn't be kissing your spouse. I mean, your mate in front of your kids because you shouldn't want to give your kids the image that it's OK to be kissing somebody that they're not married to and possibly having a kid outside of wedlock. Because I really feel like and especially if you live with a person, I feel like your ass shacking is a problem. So what if I said you shouldn't be shacking with nobody and showing your kids that you kissing on somebody that you not married to? Because that affect kids more so than anything, because you got you create a generation of people that feel like it's OK to be having these kids out of wetlock and living in a house with somebody that you ain't married to and acting like you their husband and their wife and all this old kind of stuff. I seen mom and daddy do it. I could do it too. They was in love. I could be in love the same way they were in love, that type of thing. What if I told you not to do that shit? You will have a problem with that. I'd be judgmental. Right? Because these are my set beliefs. These are my values. I'd be judgmental. But you feel like it's okay for you to tell somebody else how they they need to rear their children and everything else that they need to do. Stop it. Y'all don't give a damn about these kids. Yolanda said, child, the stuff I did with other kids, I would never 
would do as an adult, but it was natural and without knowledge. I didn't know I was wrong. I was primal. Yeah. Dot Singh said, hello, queen. Hey, boo. Jamie said, agreed. Yes, indeed, honey. I really thank y'all for tuning in with me tonight. Make sure y'all share this video, like it, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Girl, I'm trying to get YouTube popping, but um, these people don't give a damn about these kids. If anybody been on my Facebook channel um, for a while, then y'all remember when I went on that rant, I was making those videos over and over again and say, these hoes don't like these kids. And I, I was, when I said ho, it was gender inclusive, you know, I don't know everybody's name personally, so everybody was ho that day. But these folks don't care nothing about these children for real. Only time people start caring about the kids is when it's trying to, it don't matter what it is, you'll be just having a normal conversation about something. And they was like, um, what were we was talking about the other day? Matter of fact, we were talking about polyamory the other day. I was on a podcast and I was talking about polyamory and somebody started talking about the kids. Now, all of a sudden, this person started talking about how important it is for a kid to grow up with a nuclear family. We... I'm like, you motherfuckers missing something. Black people are the least people to get married. Most of the kids are born out of wedlock. Now all of us born outside of wedlock. Um, ain't nobody saying nothing about it. We have normalized having kids outside of wedlock. And now just for you to put a stain on polyamorous relationships, you want to holler of what the kids need to grow up in a nuclear family. And you don't even sleep with your kids at night. Your kids don't even have your same last name. What the fuck are you talking about? And it's just to control the narrative. You don't give a damn about the kids. This person, person who said the kids don't even live with them. So what are you talking about? You don't care none about them kids. You just want to control everybody else. Yolanda, enjoyed the show. Hit me up. I miss talking to you. I'm going to hit you up. Yeah, I, I miss talking to you, too. We hadn't talked in a long time, but I definitely enjoy our conversations. One of the most open-minded and easy people to talk to I've come across in a long time. Jamie say, folks don't care about children until it's beneficial. Yeah, until they try to control somebody else. Now they, they, they care about the kids. They don't care. These kids too fucked up for the world to be so concerned like they say they are. They're not concerned about these kids. People, these people are having kids ain't even making provisions for their kids. I went on a rent the other day because I got so damn mad. Somebody had gonna get mad at me because I said I don't want to go to the fifth baby shower. I just feel like that was uncivilized. I'm not buying them another pack of pampers, another a piece of stroller, a diaper, nothing like that. No motherfucking whatever they were around their neck, bib to catch their food. I'm not buying none of that shit for them when your children, you got five of them. You ought to have some of that stuff saved down in the storage somewhere. And bitch, last time I checked when school was starting, you was in the backpack line. And then, bitch, you jumped in a turkey line during Thanksgiving and got a free ass turkey. So, no, you're not finna use me can you're around here flat backing or whatever the case may be. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. 
maybe quit people could give me a handout and help you with them kids, you'll quit having them. Don't get mad. You don't want to talk, you don't want to come to my baby shower. You did that, you done had too many. Shit. Jamie say, indeed, tell the truth. Yolanda said, which is better, living in a home with five parents? Or seeing their parent with a revolving door, neither. It's their lies. Be child-friendly filter. Exactly. But child, I really do appreciate y'all for joining me tonight. Um, the person who sent in the question, I hope that um, this gave you what you wanted when you sent in the question. Um, anybody who would like to send any questions to me where I address them anonymously, uh, nobody will know that it's you. I don't even talk to you about the question. So if you send me a question, I'm not going to have a conversation with you about the question because I like to be able to do this. I can't do this if I talk to you about the question. You know, I need it to come off the top of my head. Um, and I want my thoughts to be raw and unfiltered. So if you send me a question, we're not having a conversation about it. Drop it in my messenger. You can message me at Death of the Asia on Facebook. Um, if you haven't already liked and followed the page so you won't miss any notifications. Also, you can send them to Death of the Asia at gmail.com. If you would like to email them to me, you can send them that way. And I, I post them up and I address them. I haven't came up with a set time yet. The people say they want me to do the shows on Sunday at 3 p.m. But football season is coming up and um, I probably will do it until football season come up and then I might switch the time. But for right now, I'm kind of popping up with it. So make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. I want y'all to subscribe to the YouTube channel, but if nothing else, make sure that you like and you follow the Facebook page so you can get the notifications where you don't miss anything. Um, but I'm definitely going to focus on like doing a set time. I don't like feeling that pressure and that obligation. And then two, it just depends on how much content that I get. It probably gets to a point where, you know, I've been having some pretty good, um, feedback and responses and people participating and sending in their questions and that's kind of keeping me going i want to keep this thing where this is the the people you know is driven by the people uh, i can sit up and come up with content myself i've done that shit for over a year damn near two years now i have no problem with coming up with content for myself but i wanted to be more so based on what people want to talk about and what people you know want to get a someone else's perspective on because I could sit up and think of stuff on my own all day long. And then in the midst of some of the questions that you guys ask me, I might throw in some of my own thing like I did today. I wanted to talk about the dude in the suit um, down at the uh, Alpha Phi Alpha graduation uh, celebration. But it was still relative to what we were actually talking about when I was trying to address this person question. So I definitely appreciate that. I might end up popping up, depending on how many questions that come in, I might start doing it twice a week, but I just don't want to obligate myself to anything right now because I have a whole lot of commitments, but uh, just make sure that you are following so you don't miss anything. Make sure um, on every Tuesday that you are tuning in to Locked and Loaded every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We had a damn good show last night. If y'all missed that show, 
go to that page, Locked and Loaded on Facebook and YouTube. Our show last night was What the Fuck is a High-Value Man? And baby, we had about six or seven different men, men that came on the show. We was rocking last night. We had a whole, we had a whole full house. Do you hear me? It was a damn good show. Um, we didn't really get nowhere. <laughs> the, the men was still answering the, the way the men was answering the question. Hell, it was what we thought we was. We thought it was, but they said it's not what we thought it was. But then every time they gave us an explanation, it was what we thought. Y'all gotta watch it. It's it was a mess. Somebody ended up editing a part of the clip and said they defeated us, and it was it was it was real good. That was a damn good show. We had a good time last night on Locked and Loaded. Also, some Sundays, I mean, not Sundays, Saturdays, um, sometimes I do co-host with uh, Montoya Smith on the Mental Dialogue. And this past Saturday, we had a damn good show. Um, and that we was talking about, what we, we, I done had so many shows, I forget what we was talking about, hell, and I be drinking in between and shit, drinking now, don't forget that. But we had a damn good show. So sometimes y'all could catch me Saturdays uh, co-hosting with Montoya on the Mental Dialogue. Uh, we also had a show that was on Clubhouse, and it was very interesting. We was on that bitch about three o'clock. I mean, for about um, not one three. I think it was three o'clock Montoya time, but it was like two hours. <clears throat> also, make sure that you are checking us out every Friday at nine a.m. Central Standard Time on Coffee with Kitty. That's me, Auntie Kitty, Brill Brett, and we're just talking about trending topics. And uh, what else I got here? Let me see. And make sure you follow my ass on This of the Asia on YouTube as well as Facebook. If that's something else that I wanted to show y'all, just give me a moment. I'm going through this stuff, honey. But that's about it. I'm going to show y'all this little funny clip in this song um, called Best Song by Judge Too Heavy. I actually was, this is one of my, this is one of my favorite songs that I have heard from him. And I was playing around trying to figure out what I was going to wear to New Orleans. And uh, I had, I was putting a dress on. So I'm like, you know, dancing in front of Kitty. She ended up recording me and I'm dancing and I'm trying to sing the song. I didn't really quite know the words at the time. I'm going to let y'all see that. And then I'm going to let y'all listen to the song as well. And I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I really do appreciate y'all for tuning in. I'm about to tune out and y'all get into a little piece of this music. Here's this clip. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> for the night. What do you want to keep it for the night? Yeah, here's your motherfucking best song. Yeah, mm, mm, and the motherfucking dress song. How <laughs> the song go, D? How <laughs> <laughs> the song go, D? How <laughs> the song go? Let's go, girl. When you're feeling your vibe, kick it for the night. We ain't wanna kick it for the night. Girl, get your motherfucking dress on. Girl, run around your motherfucking best song. Feeling your vibe. Girl, get your motherfucking dress on. Get your motherfucking best song, girl.
Red bottom views and that motherfucking dress on. 